it's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. On this podcast, I talk to people who have said yes to a greater calling in their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. I'm excited to share this episode with you. I'm speaking with Doran Richards. She's a midwife, and she's also created a curriculum called Blessing God's Way. It's a ministry, and she's written this curriculum, Maidens by His Design, And she teaches girls from a young age, eight years and older, along with their mom or a caretaker or a mentor, um, she teaches them about their bodies and about their original design and about how God made them. And so they talk about how their bodies are changing and they talk about menstruation and all of the different things that go on with women's bodies. They start to, she starts to educate these girls when they're really young, which I think is so empowering and so beautiful. Um, Dorian is a wife, a mother of six kids. Um, she's been married for over 26 years and she's been a midwife for over 18 years. So we get into a lot of things about the midwife stuff, which I had a lot of questions. I was surprised. I was like, oh, and let me ask you this. Um, she also has a book that she wrote. Um, it was a celebration of pregnancy when she first started being a midwife. And now she's kind of revamping that. And it's the blessings of maidenhood, maternity, and menopause. And so she is all about celebrating God's incredible design for women in all of the seasons and all of the cycles. And so this is just a beautiful conversation, and I know that you'll love it and enjoy it. All of the links that she mentions are um, in the show notes at greatbigyes.com. So you'll be able to click on those and get more information. So without further ado, here is Doran Richards. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Well, hi, Dorian. How are you? Good. I'm so glad to be here. Well, I appreciate you saying yes and coming on. I can't wait to talk to you. And so for the listeners, I'm here with Dorian Richards, and I'm going to just invite you, Dorian, to introduce yourself and just tell people what it is that you do. All right. I wear many hats, but um, I am a wife and a mother. I have six children and been married for over 26 years. But I started a ministry for women about 18 years ago called Blessing God's Way. And I do a lot with that ministry. It's an LLC, but I call it a ministry because I really want to educate, support, and help women celebrate uh, the seasons or the phases of womanhood. So I am busy with that, but I'm also a midwife here in Virginia. And I've been serving women as a midwife or an assistant for over 18 years. Oh my gosh. Well, how did you get into being a midwife? I think it was the birth of my third child. I had two hospital births that ended um, where I had some trauma from them and they weren't great experiences. So I was seeking and searching for other options and went to a midwifery conference Uh, where a midwife came to talk about birth as a normal life process to some women in a church. And so I went to that and I chose to switch care around seven months pregnant with that particular pregnancy that I had at that time. And that's all she wrote. I mean, it was a night and day difference. And I just got passionate about wanting to teach other women that this was an option. It's a safe option for low risk women. Okay. I love that. You know, I had all of mine in the hospital, so I don't know anything about this. I've seen, you know, different things and you know, you see on movies right now, I don't know why, but I'm picturing like you having your baby in like 
a blow up bath, a blow up um, pool in your living room. (laughs) Like, was it like that? (laughs) Well, you can do that. And I Uh did that for one of my births, but um, I'm not really a water birth um, lover just because I'm not like a water lover, but those people who are really ministered to by water tend to enjoy that. But my births at home were very, very fast. So I probably wouldn't even have had time to fill up the bath and to use that. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it's an option. And the beauty of it is that you get to just move about and be free with your movement and have the baby wherever you want. Yeah. So did, then did you end up having your babies like in your bed? Um, most of the time women end up or tend to want to squat. So it's either like holding on to the end of the bed and squatting down or kneeling next to the bed and squatting. A lot of women have their babies in the bathroom because on the toilet, uh, your body naturally opens up. It's like, uh, it's conditioned to do that already. Right. So you get stronger contractions and a lot of babies end up coming in the bathroom, believe it or not. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting. So then you said you had one of your babies, um, with the water. Did you ever mm-hmm. deliver babies like as a midwife in the water? Do a lot of people want oh, that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We do that all the time. Yep. Yeah. They end up buying or purchasing uh, fish, fishy pools or just little baby pools that blow up and are yeah. a certain height. They end up using those and then um, you have a liner that goes into it and then they can reuse their pool later for their kids. Mm-hmm. So for someone who's totally new to this, like me, um, and maybe some people listening, what would you describe as the benefits of using a midwife? Well, there's lots of benefits. But I guess just the first ones that come to mind is that you can build a relationship with your provider. Mm -hmm. So that's really important for me. Like I want my client to trust me as much as I trust her and we have to have a relationship. So we spend over an hour or around an hour in appointments every time getting to know the person and their family and making it available for them to feel at ease, to ask questions and to really understand what's happening at every prenatal, every test, everything that we're introducing to them, that they understand it fully. And then just giving that informed consent throughout care is really important. And so that's one of them. Um, I think just having people in their own home, in their own germs, in their own place with their people really allows them to not be hindered in any way or have any type of anxiety or fight or flight response when they're put into a place with strangers that they may not know very well. Yeah. Okay. That's just a couple. That's so good. And you said informed consent, which is fresh on my mind because I had just posted a podcast today about um, breast implant illness. And Mm -hmm. one of the things they're really fighting for is just informed consent for women to know what, um, some of the risks are and things like that before going in. And right. it's, just, it's good that we're talking at this time because I just feel like women are taking control of their own health care, which I think is so beautiful and empowering and saying what they need and what they want. And I mean, you said you've been doing it for 18 years, so this has been happening for a yeah. while, um, but just kind of in all realms. So I love that. So that's awesome. And so now tell me, because the reason why I ended up reaching out to you is Christina mm-hmm. had told me about this class for girls 
um, that you're doing. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I would love to. And maybe even just the history of why I created it because yes, um, as the birth worker and a midwife, I was seeing and experiencing women who didn't have information about their body, women who didn't really want to take responsibility for their birthing uh, choices and options, um, where they might just say, well, that's the doctor's place. So I'm just going to let the doctor make those decisions. So like, there was yeah. this disconnect of, I need to take responsibility for my birth and my, um, my place where I'm at. So those kind of things where also women were seeing pregnancy as a negative, a negative phase or a negative thing, event that happens in their lives. And our medical model here in the Western world is to really see, uh, women's cycles and phases as just a physical event. So I saw that women weren't experiencing pregnancy as a mind, body, spirit event. It was just mm -hmm. this physical event. So that's why I was um, prompted or felt called to write a curriculum for girls called Maidens by His Design. And it's to teach them before they even get to pregnancy, before they get to menopause, that God has created them good and fearfully and wonderfully. So we want to teach them from a young age that their life cycles are a positive thing and they're actually blessings to us God's way. So that's why the ministry is called Blessing God's Way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And moms need this, right? Because I think sometimes, yes. you know, we sense this, this need for teaching our daughters this, and it's hard to know how to have the language around it sometimes, especially if we haven't been talked to in that way or, you know, right. um, and so I love, I love, love, love that you created this. So is this a, so this is a curriculum for young girls. Is it also like, do their moms go with it with them or yes. how? Okay. Yeah. So we want to kind of foster that mom, daughter or mentor and daughter relationship. So we do, when we do local workshops, um, require moms or mentors to be with them because we want that authority to be coming from them and, uh, and have accountability there. So it's a great way for them to learn as well. So when I've taught these workshops over the past 15 years, oftentimes, oftentimes I have moms stop me at the end of class and just say they never were taught these things. Yeah. So the whole point of the curriculum is not just to talk about it, not just to say, we can do better as believers, right? Teaching our daughters that God created us and here is how he created us. But it's another thing to put resources, actual implementation of that and put it into action and give them resources to teach them these things. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. so good. It's so powerful. And then you're breaking that cycle of not talking about it or, or you know what I mean? You're giving right. them tools to share with their daughters and it's a generational yeah. shift. Like it totally changes um, kind of how we, yeah. and I think what you said earlier, I don't know exactly what you said, but about like how pregnancy might be seen as a negative. Um, mm -hmm. I think in a lot of these things might be seen as a negative, right? Like people are always complaining about, you know, I'm not into complaining or victimhood at all. Like I'm all about like, you have ownership yeah. of your life. Like, like that is yeah. not, but when I hear like in, in culture, you know, it's a lot of complaining about our periods. It's a lot of complaining about getting older. It's a lot of complaining about being pregnant. And 
I just have to yeah. say, like, I loved being pregnant. <laughs> like, yeah, I just felt like I looked beautiful. Like I felt healthy and I was glowing. Now I was tired. I mean, I'm not I right. wasn't perfect, but there was this, and this is the thing you're expecting, right? But there was an expectancy. There was a joyful expectancy right. that came with, yeah. um, knowing that I, I got to have a baby. Like it was a huge, huge blessing. And so for me, I don't understand that we would see that as a negative, but I do understand what you're saying. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, just complaining yeah. kind of about what our bodies have to do instead of understanding like how beautifully designed they are. Yeah. And maybe it's just that focus. The focus is on the things that might disturb us or give us discomfort or, um, you know, our support systems around us don't know how to support us because they're, you know, like our grandmas or yeah. even friends who have had um, not so great outcomes or, you know, just statistics for the United States for maternal mortality and infant mortality. We're way down there in like number 49 and 54 or something. Mm. And yet we have the most money available for maternity care. So there's statistics like that that speak volumes to the actuality of our maternity care system here in the United States. And so it's, I think we're inundated with it, you know, with uh, social media, TV, movies. And yeah. unless we have that support system, it's just really hard to see it in another light. Yeah, so I have a question for you. Um, so when I had my first daughter, the birth was not pleasant. It was like a 24 hour situation. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I feel like I had every interventive measure and my doctor even sure. said, that, you know, and I, so they had to, she was two weeks late. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was, you know, um, I was induced. And so there was like Pitocin yes. and there was so, <laughs> all the stuff, right? You all the all stuff the things. Imagine. And then at the end yeah. there was even like, they had to use the vacuum. And then um, she had been in there so long, there was like meconium or however, I don't remember exactly what all the words are. And then, so basically they said, your baby's not going to cry when right. she comes out. She's going to, we're going to take her immediately to clean her. Right. And it was traumatic and terrifying. Yeah. And I'm just wondering though, okay, so say we're in a home. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. Do we just kind of wait? Like we're not using any of those measures, right? Like, are you using right. any artificial right. like medicine measures or no? Right. Well, when you start talking, the first thing that came to my mind was go back, go back to the prenatal period and talk to the women that on an average 10 days past the due date is when a first time mom will go into labor. So if not 10 days, a little bit more sometimes, and that's just average. So getting their expectations different, right? Like yeah. allowing them to see that this is what's actually normal and that you are still term up to 42 weeks. So our world really wants women to have their babies at 38, 39, 40 weeks, but you're still term at 42 weeks. So maybe just having that conversation with your client that this is the actuality. You're still term at 42 weeks. Once you go beyond that, which not very many women do, it would be very rare then we can talk about natural things that might help you um, go into labor if your body's ready to do so. And yes, the risks do go up after that time period. But if you're being monitored 
and you have it, you're having your biophysical profiles and things like that, then you just go and you wait for the baby to come. And sometimes you have to look at dates again. But as soon as you start that cascade of introducing something that's not natural to your body and the hormone dance that's going on, then you don't know, right? You don't know right. what to attribute all these other problems to, whether it's an elevation in heart rate for baby or mom yeah. or fever in mom. You know, you don't know what to attribute it to. So yeah, at home, I'm very um, hesitant to introduce anything, even if it's natural, even if it's an herb, mm -hmm. just because we really want your body to do the work. And if I trust that God created your body to do that, then that's what we're going to have as our main focus. Oh, it's amazing. And I can yeah. see where you'd be so good at it. You have such a calm presence. In oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. 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 I so, love it. We went down a rabbit hole there because I had a I know. question. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know that the people listening, I'm sure this will be fascinating. And you know, my daughters are growing up and soon they'll hopefully sure. one day have babies. And so you just yeah. kind of want to be informed about this, even if it's totally new to some of us. Um, yeah. They're going and I'm the first. Yeah. I'm the first one to say it's not for everyone, right? You have to, to interview, you have to find the provider that's right for you. But I just want women to know that there are other options. Yes. I think it's less than 2% of the women in America are choosing out of hospital or community birth where, um, that's just a shame because other countries use midwives mainly and only an OB if they need high risk situations. Yeah. Yep. So tell me, do you know, like I remember speaking of high risk, I remember when I was old, uh, having my third child, I was not old. I was only two right. and they yep. had like red marks all over my um, yeah. thing and they were like circling like advanced maternal age. And I was like, wait, yeah. what? No. So yeah. why do they do that? Like, you know, that to me doesn't seem like an advanced maternal age. No. And it's not it. You know, I feel like God gave us the ability to have children a certain amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. The risks do go higher once you're, you know, 48, 52, whatever. The, the risk is going to go higher for Down syndrome or trisomy or miscarriage or whatever. That is a reality, right? But God has created our bodies to cycle. And um, it depends. It's so individual for each woman. You know, you're 38 can look very different from somebody else's 38, right? So there's a lot of variables that go into that, but the hospital or the medical model just puts all women in a box and that's for their safety. That's for their liability. That's protocols that are coming down through insurance companies. Sure. It has nothing to do with um, the particular OB or nurses that really want to take care of you a certain way. They're following protocols that have been set place for liability purposes and things like that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I want to get yeah. back to, um, I want to talk about, talk about the girls and the curriculum for the girls. Now, what ages would be appropriate for the girls to come to this maidens by his designs? Yeah, that's a good question. We tell people that eight years old and older is a good time to start because in our culture, we are having girls that are maturing earlier right? They're showing breast buds, they're showing body odor, and just development a little bit earlier that like even CPR and things like that have changed their guidelines and standards for from 
child to adult um, because of the early maturing of our adolescents. So uh, we say eight and older. Uh, some of it's going to go over their head, but they are going to get such good information. And the reason why we chose eight was because they can start showing signs and development up to two years before they even start their period. So we want girls to feel equipped and to know that all of these little changes are totally normal and yeah. to be expected. And they're not weird. They're not strange or crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So eight years or older. And then yeah. do they do this in person? Like this is a live thing or is this something they can do online? Is this a book? Like they're in groups, but they're right. not, right? They can be in groups or you can do it individually with your daughter. Okay. Or you can, you can create a little community right where you are and see if there's a couple of moms and daughters that want to do it together. So I made it available uh, so that I could have moms grab it and go and just teach it. There's a teacher's guide and a student workbook. Or if you're interested in bringing it to your community at a little bit bigger level, you can buy a teacher's guide and then get a group together and then everyone can order their workbooks. And then you can go through it together. And that's been really popular because I've had moms say it kind of takes the spotlight off of them and they don't know how to teach it. Mm -hmm. But they also say that their girls feel like the spotlight is taken off of them and they're not singled out. So a group tends to work really well. Mm -hmm. If you go over this, um, go over the teacher's guide, kind of prepare yourself. And, and then teach it. It's created so that moms could take it and teach it. You don't need a teacher training, but I do offer teacher trainings for moms or women that want to bring the curriculum to their area just to give them confidence and help equip them with extra resources and the way I've done it. Um, and that seems to really be helpful for some women is to take a teacher training, which is 11 weeks where I go through each chapter and tell them how I teach it, why I teach it that way, and then just giving them extra resources to do it. Okay. So I really think that that teacher training, I could see where that would be really healing for the moms. Yeah. I think it helps them feel like they're able and have what they need then to pass that on to their daughters. Right. Uh, they can there's just the teacher's guide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's like an equipping, obviously, like so that they're confident, but there's also probably a healing piece to their own journey, maybe like appreciating their own bodies. If they haven't, you know, everyone is yeah. funny, Duran, because I feel like, you know, you and I are around people that speak in these, this kind of language a lot, like we're, you know, God loves right. us and we're our original design. And, you know, and right. we, we lose track of the fact that there's a lot of people who've never Mm -mm. you know, been nurtured with that kind of language. Right. And so, just, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, it's, it's matter of fact or something, right? And yeah. It's just a physical thing that happens to them. Instead, it's all encompassing of their whole selves, their holistic selves, right? Yeah. So this is such a gift for women. Okay. So I want to make sure I understand. So people could do they have to be in Virginia to do this? Or is this something you could train? Is the training online or is it in person? So the teacher training I'm doing through Zoom calls. Okay. And so anyone from anywhere can take it as long as the time frame is good for them. But there's also a recording that you can listen to up to the next week's session. So it's available for five days, the recording. Awesome. So that's a great way. I have a lot of birth workers, a lot of moms taking that all over the country. 
And I also operate locally once or twice a year, depending on my schedule and when I can do it. And that, uh, I used to be able to teach in a day, a day and a half, but with the new expanded and updated version, it really has to be taught in like a four week series and maybe do a couple chapters um, each session because it's a lot of information and we don't want to skip over it. We really want to be able to spend time making sure that the girls understand what's being taught to them. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So for those of you listening, if this is something you're thinking, Oh, I want to do that. I'm going to put in the show notes on greatbigyes.com, like how to um, yeah. sign up or Dorian, you can share all of those details with me and we'll put them in there. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. I'd love to. Okay. Awesome. Um, so tell me about, I looked on your Instagram today and we kind of touched on this before we started recording, but um, there's a book that you had posted about the blessings of maidenhood, maternity, and menopause. Can you just touch on that too? So people know what that is. Yeah. So this is a book that started out 18 years ago as a book called celebration of pregnancy. And it was a way to have a blessing way that was God centered, not just mom centered, like blessing ways are, but a God centered blessing way. So it was step by step instructions how to do that. It had some resources in there. Um, During that type of blessing way, you give a gift from the heart. So it had some suggestions for that. It had some songs that you could use for worship. So over the years when I was teaching conferences, a lot of women said, you know, this really is the same for um, maidenhood girls coming into their cycle and for menopause. The things are really seen negatively in, in the most in most cases in general, and how can we use this for all three phases? So that's why I have just recently this past year updated uh, that book to include maidenhood and menopause. So the first part of the book are chapters like erasing the spirit of fear, trusting the process, uh, the significant of numbers, significance of numbers that God uses, like the number 40, and how um, that, for instance, is a number that He uses for times of trial and just perseverance. And it's by no mistake that we are gestating our babies for about 40 weeks. It's no mistake that we cycle for about 40, 41 years. um, And that there is an end after that of cycling. So just using numbers, um, it talks about just the worldview that we live under and how we're inundated with a negative mindset surrounding these things. And then the second part of the book is instructions for how to have a blessing way for all three. So whatever phase you're in, you can use this one instructional to really get your community together, um, intimate community to celebrate these things um, the way God has made us and fearfully and wonderfully made us to have these cycles and phases of womanhood. I love it. I love it because I'm in the menopause cycle and phase now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not there yet. I'm yeah. And and I think part of what's frustrating for women or why women might complain or feel sad about Mm -hmm. certain things or whatever is Mm -hmm. it's lack of education, truly. Um, you know, not knowing, and then Mm -hmm. you're talking to your friends and they're like, Oh, I had that. You must be in perimenopause. And you're like, what's that? So you start to Google it, but like there's, you know, um, getting into the OBGYN is like, you know, a miracle three months down the road. And, you know, so 
there's yeah. a little bit of frustration around it, but I do think it's lack of education. And I think it's, um, lack of support and resources too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, and then you hear these things, well, menopause can be, go can go on for like 10 years and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I love this. I love that yeah. you like all the phases and I love the number thing. I think that's so fascinating. I have thought of the 40 weeks yeah. with regards to pregnancy or, you know, the number 40, but I had never thought of, you know, that we cycle for around 40, 41 years, like that kind of, yeah. that is so cool. Yeah. There's so many more too. And they're all pictures to point us to God, right? He created us and he created us good. And it's just changing a perspective that we have, that it's these things that we have to endure. Instead, yeah. let's see them as blessings to us. They may have discomfort that follows them, but there's all kinds of things that we could look at when we have discomforts in these things, like what is our diet? What is our exercise? What is our lifestyle? You know, all yeah. those things play into how miserable or not miserable it can be. And that is so true. I feel like when you're eating right and you're exercising and you're, you know, really taking care of yourself, um, like even like cramps are gone, like yeah. different things, you know, I've had cramps my whole entire life and I got my period very, very young. And so I yeah. feel like I was always kind of dealing with cramps and, and when I started kind of trying to give up sugar and just eating better and like taking better care of myself, a lot of those right. went away. And yeah. not, all, not all of them and not always, but right, right. It was, you could tell that when you take care of yourself, different things go away. Well, I, we know yeah. this, we know this. <laughs> it's hard to put into practice. Sometimes. I know. Yeah. You want me to tell you a few of the things that are in the table of contents for the yes. maidens by his direct? Okay. So some of them, it's just going over the definitions right at the beginning, giving them an overview of the female reproductive system giving them definitions and allowing them to just get that basic foundation. And we repeat it over and over again to help them maintain and retain that for their brains. We talk about cycles and there's four phases. What is the body doing during those four phases? We have a section on Christian charting for girls, just a very basic of a way that they can chart their cycle to a proverb a day devotionals. We talk about gear for their cycle and I actually show them and some maybe unconventional things that are not in the grocery store that they can look into. Uh, we talk about the definition of fear. Uh, we talk about mental health. We talk about other cultures and history and how are other people uh, going through cycles and what resources are available to them. We talk about physical changes. We talk about some of the abnormalities or cycle considerations that might happen for individuals, whether it's um, no cycle or heavy cycles or painful cycles or different things going on with hormones. We do talk about hormones. Um, we talk about herbs and alternative methods for health, whether it's yoga, acupuncture, massage, chiropractic care, all of those things um, to give moms some tools and resources. And then we talk about scripture knowledge and taking responsibility. And then at the end, we do mention how to celebrate and to be in a celebrative mode once we've learned this information and to carry that on down through the generations. Yeah, I love it. And I think, gosh, how great if you start teaching girls when they're eight or nine or 10 even and before, um, before 
you know, school and society and, and traditional sex ed classes and things like that talk to them about their bodies, <laughs> right? Like right. it's yeah. so good to get them just thinking along the lines of how they're beautifully designed by God. Yeah. And I think that I've seen it. I have six kids, but three of them are girls and I've seen it, you know, I've seen the implication of it with how my first daughter has birthed her baby how she came into her cycle and they see it as a, a normal natural life event. And that's the perspective they're coming from. Yeah. And it's just really neat to see it. You know, see, now I'm teaching girls that are coming into that. I've taught girls in the past that are coming into the maternity stage and I can see the difference it makes. And that is my heart. I want to see this younger generation come into these other seasons equipped and with some knowledge that is God-given and that affects their whole body, their mind, body, and spirit, not just the physical part of it. Yes. Oh, amen. Yeah. Yeah. Just to understand if I would have understood when I was younger about how connected body, mind, and spirit are, right? Yeah. I think I always it's compartmentalized my physical, my emotional, my mental, my spiritual. It was all kind of compartmentalized. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the integration and I, I love all this. I love everything you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you. So, um, and now I want to ask you my questions that I always ask, ask my guests and I gave you a little bit of a heads up. So I hope you're <laughs> ready. Um, yeah. So what, and now we're not doing favorites. So don't worry. It doesn't have to be like my favorite, 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 right. something, a movie that you love. Well, I tried to think about a movie and what kept coming up to me was called The Midwife because that's something I'm watching on Netflix right now. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I don't get to watch TV, um, haven't really been a TV watcher, but I do enjoy Call the Midwife because it's, it's real and it's raw and I feel like it does kind of encompass all of those things, the mind, body, and spirit surrounding the people's lives and what they're going through. So I like Is it that. a reality show? Call the Midwife is uh, midwifery in the 40s or 50s okay. in, um, I forget, London. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So there's probably like five, six seasons. I don't even know now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that there's yeah. a show. I didn't even know that. Um, okay. And then what's a book that you love? Well, there's not one, but my favorite, favorite author, I think I'm 50 years old and um, I was turned on to Henry Nowen or Nowen. Oh, I don't know. Like, however you want to say so it. Nowen. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. I feel like he is my guy. Like everything he writes, I feel like he's in my body or in my head and I could just wish I could thank him, you know, today for what he's written. So all of his books have touched me in a very profound way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spiritual books. Oh. Is he a, um, yeah. was he a priest? He was a Catholic priest. Yeah. yeah. And then he ended up going to a, a home for disability, um, yes, for adults. I remember I yeah. read that book. What was that book called? It was so good. Well, he's got so many, but beloved wounded healer. There's so many beautiful yes. ones. There was the one about when he went to the home though. I remember reading that. I think that might've been my first intro to him but yeah for for those of you who haven't read anything yeah. by henry nowen you will love love him yeah Gift. here yeah. life of the beloved yeah there's so many so good okay and then um who is someone you admire 
um, I just thought about that and I just admire people in general. That may not be like a great answer, but I feel like everybody is in the world like broken people, but yet people get up every day and people do what is called for them to do that day. And so I just admire people that are broken that get up and do and keep going. And I don't know, I just have a admiration for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the tenacity and resilience of the human spirit. It's really beautiful. Um, I agree. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Um, what is a good piece of advice that you've received? Um, I've received a lot of good advice. Uh, some of it's just basic, like living in the now. That's really hard for me to do. And I'm a very analytical mind, so I'm always trying to figure things out. So I love that. But um, I saw on the Desiring God website, John Bloom wrote, the most loving thing we can do for others is love God more than we love them. For if we love God most, we will love others best. Mm. And I just really loved that quote today. And so I thought so I'd share that. Yeah. You know, it's so good. And it's kind of the message that God keeps giving me too, is like, you know, when our eyes are on kind of what we want to achieve or what we want to do next or what's coming next, or maybe right. we're worried about something, um, it's, we don't have like the power, like we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Like he's going to, he's going to take our steps. Right. And like love God. And it's so hard sometimes in our humanity, just, we want to kind of control the outcome. We want to figure things out. We want to know what to expect. And, and he just asks us to trust him. So what are you? Uh, Do you know what you are on the end? Yeah. Yeah. I'm an Enneagram too. Mm -hmm. The helper. Yeah. Uh, Yes. (laughs) <laughs> you don't want to be the helper. Like, I love it when oh. people get their number and then they're like, okay, I wish I was something else. Oh yeah. No, I uh. don't think I wished I was something else. I think they all, I always go back to like our strength is our weakness and our weakness is our strength. Um, yeah. You know, and how true that is when you're thinking about your Enneagram number and the things that you have tendencies toward. And I just feel like God makes it so simple, right? Love me and love others. And we try to attach so many other things to that. But I feel like we don't have to condemn ourselves or have shame or condemnation over, over anything that our tendencies might be, that we just can give it to the Lord and say, thank you for who you've created me to be. And, you know, let the refining continue, you know? Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and he made us, you know, our original design is good and beautiful. Like, he doesn't make mistakes, yeah. you know? Right. Um, yeah. So I love that. I remember when I was little, there was a poster in the grade school I went to, and it said, be patient with me. God isn't finished with me yet. Yes. And yeah, I still feel that way at 50. <laughs> I know. Right? Grace. It's like, yeah. And that's why we offer grace to people around us. We're not, we're not done. No, we won't be perfected on this side of the veil. That's for sure. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, All right. So just to kind of wrap things up, I know I asked you in advance, so I'm comfortable asking you, but I would love to have you um, just pray for our girls or women or whatever you feel would be appropriate, but just kind of end us in prayer. Well, I would love to be honored. 
So maybe take a deep breath just to come into this place where we're going to offer up a prayer. Maybe just notice where your body is right now, where your thoughts are going, and then bring it back to your center. Lord, we come to you as your daughters, grateful, and just with abundant thanksgiving for who you have created us to be, not just physically, but how we think, how we worship, how we seek you, God. Help us to see your hand in all the things you've created us to be. Help us to go back to that beautiful design. And then, Lord, put support and resources in our way, in our place, in our community that can help us stay focused on how you have created us fearfully and wonderfully. Lord, I lift up all the moms, mentors, aunts, grandmas, sisters, and all the young daughters, Lord, that are just coming into these new things, these exciting but sometimes anxious things, Lord, that you would settle their hearts. You would also give them an excitement and a joy over how you've created them. Help us to share stories, God, stories of goodness and completeness. Help us to overflow with the love of Christ, even through our cycles. I know Jesus cares. The Holy Spirit is in us and will guide us. Let God equip us and continue to bring to light the things that we need to learn so that we can continue to give you glory in all things. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Dorian. That was beautiful and a perfect way to end. I appreciate yeah. being here. Oh, I'm so excited. And I'm just excited about your work. And I pray continued blessings on it as well. Thank you. Thank you.